All right, this is the Thundercast. Christian Esparza, Parker Haney, and Hayden Coons, the little uh, Three Musketeers trio we've had the last couple weeks. Uh, not a ton to talk about. Sports are kind of winding down here at SEU. First, though, let's touch on men's basketball. They've been playing in the basketball classic. We talked about it a little bit last week, um, and then they had their first game. They won that game against Kent State, 83-79. to 79. And uh, what do you guys – what are the thoughts and feelings on that? I loved it. I yeah. thought it was dope to see the team play again. Um, I, I kind of got the vibe that it was – I don't know that everybody was kind of just flowing along, just like not sure if they should care about the game. Yeah. And they realized that we were kind of in the game and maybe had a chance to actually win it. And then they kind of picked up the intensity around halftime. And I don't know. I just, I liked it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It's always fun to go out and see him play one last time. Like we, we talked about, they looked really good against a really good team, but I got to tell you the the basketball classic Something janky is going on with it because they, like, sent out a tweet that they're, like, only 10 teams remaining. And I'm sitting there, like, doing the math in my head. I'm like, you can't have a you can't have a 10-team tournament. And so I was reading into it, and, like, there's some teams that have, like, bounced out, like, the bowed out of the tournament. Some teams well, have withdrawn. So they're at 10 teams, and so they're going to have to do something weird with, like, buys or something. Dude, it's so, like, I've been trying to look – and like find a bracket or no, something there, like there's that. Zero information like available. No website. Now this is like my kind <laughs> of tournament because it's like run 100 off of Twitter. Like, <laughs> but there's like no website anything with it. It's That's I have so no idea funny. what's going on at any time. But I know the T words got UTEP on on Tuesday night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm at UTEP at UTEP in El Paso. Um, too bad it's <laughs> short notice. Otherwise, we could have a boys trip. I'm with you, though, Parker. I'm glad we get to see these guys again because especially after, I mean, they just look so bad in Boise. Mm-hmm. And then especially somebody like Dre Marine, uh, last week he comes out, he has 27 points, uh, seven three-pointers, both career highs. And it's like, I don't know, that's just one chance that – one more chance we had to see him perform at home. Then, yeah, they're out at, at UTEP uh, Tuesday night. So that'll I mean, be you fun. Just can't, you just can't – script it any better i mean the guy has been here forever you know todd's recruit just the legend dre he's played more games than anybody else like in big sky history yeah all of this stuff and then you know has a dud in boise in the in the second round of the big sky tournament and it just kind of felt gross right kind of just left a bad taste in your mouth and then he gets to come home play at home again and i mean he took the game over i mean he was obviously he looked like the best player on the floor for yeah. 30 minutes of that game. Um, and he was unbelievable, and I and I loved it. It honestly made me sad a little bit because I feel like we could have had that Dre more yeah. often than he showed where he's taking, you know, 15 to 18 shots. But I don't know. Fun to see at least once. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, UTEP tomorrow night. So I guess we'll see how the rest of the tournament goes. It's weird. I, it's falling apart. I don't yeah. know. I don't know, um, but I will say one thing. When I was in high school, I had this really, really cool orange UTEP basketball hoodie <laughs> that I never got back from my high school girlfriend when we broke up. Oh, no. And that has been, like, <laughs> my greatest regret from growing up because that thing was sweet. Was it, like, a cream orange or, like, a... No, it was, like, the like the bright UTEP orange, yeah. and I liked it because my high school color, well, their main color was orange. Oh, nice. So I could get away 
wearing our uh, my my UTEP sweatshirt everywhere. So that's sick. Just gotta ask Todd to snag you another one. Yeah. yeah, I don't want one now though. Oh, all right, Fair you enough. know, maybe like a Texas Western like throwback. Yeah, I'd wear that. <laughs> But if you're out there listening right now, she's definitely <laughs> tuning in. <laughs> she's, she's that definitely one of our main. She's listeners. wearing the hoodie and listening. <laughs> no, it's probably like her new husband is wearing the hoodie and uh, new husband, probably her only husband. I don't know. But all I know is she has my UTEP sweatshirt and I really want it back still. I haven't gotten over it. That's so funny. Being so genuine, what are the chances that it's not thrown away? I don't know why she would throw it away. That thing was awesome. I like to think. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't care about it. She, she obviously did. She, she didn't give it, it. Gave it back to me. Did you ask her for it? Oh, I'm sure I did over text. <laughs> you had text back then? Hey. Hey. Yeah, on my flip phone. Oh, okay. Over, moving on, moving pigeon. on. Let's go, uh, let's go gymnastics. They competed at the MRGC championship. Uh, last Saturday, that was also in Boise. You Christian, may I say one up? thing? What? Defend my honor. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, we did have texts. <laughs> we also, most of our relationship was over MySpace and AOL Instant Messenger. And know what's the craziest thing when I think back to texting? It used to be limited by how many you could send and receive a month. Right. I could only like send 500 and receive 1,000 per month. Crazy. It was crazy. So maybe you tried to text her, but you 2000s. didn't have another text to send. No, no. She absolutely was a terrible person. She just... <laughs> she was a horrible human being. Just stuck it. Yeah, I just wanted to stick it to me. <laughs> so she might still have it. I like to think that her husband has it and cherishes it, and he has, has no idea where he got it from. Babe, this sweater is so comfy. Where'd you get it? And yeah. she's just never told him? She probably doesn't remember. I don't think I was that memorable of a boyfriend. <laughs> well, you gave her a dope hoodie. So... Gymnastics. Um, <laughs> there we go. Third place, 196.500. Uh, that was ahead of, I believe, Utah State, and that's it. So, yeah, third place, uh, Shailen Mirakami. She had the best performance of the meet for the Thunderbirds. Put up a 9.95 on the... She won, like, she won bars. Um, yes, in the bars. Yeah, she won, like, Bars Performer of the Year or something. Right. In the MRGC, which is dope. That is dope. Um, so the that's not the end-all, be-all for gymnastics. I think there there's a pretty good chance they're going to get into the NCAA tournament. But uh, now for the meat and potatoes of today's show, let's talk about uh, women's basketball. Just because I, I wrote a, a recap and going off of the structure that Kelton wrote his last year, he kind of gave out some uh, superlatives, so I kind of went off of that. Let's just go biggest surprise first. I had Lizzie Williamson. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. like, you can't even argue with that. This right. is someone that played like six career games coming into the season, and she ends up being like one of six players that had a 2020 game in like the entire in country. The yeah, she she was phenomenal this year. Um, I don't want to like sound negative and say like we didn't expect anything out of her but we didn't expect anything out of her. right she had like three four players playing in front of her at the end of last season that were supposed to be back this year yep and, and they just happen to not be on the roster anymore yeah and for for lizzie what it really proved to be was just she needed an opportunity yeah and she is i mean in all credit to her she has worked so hard this this past year just 
no, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. There's not much else else to say. She just, I guess, I can understand the mindset of going in with zero expectations, and then you come in and perform well. And head coach Tracy Sanders talked to it, talked to me and Spencer about it a few times when he was saying like what do you expect, you know, just talking about the game plan, head coach Tracy Sanders would say, like, you know, if Lizzie can get going early, then she gains a lot of confidence and really, really starts performing well. So I think that a couple of games early in the season, if you just look at the bigger picture, I kind of think that think that was Lizzie's mentality in in total, right, was she just needed a couple good games. She needed to see, you know, the, of, you know, the old quote, just see the ball go through the hoop and yeah. – and, you know, have a good game, get a good game under your belt, grab some rebounds. And, and I think she just realized that, she, <laughs> I guess, yeah, for lack of a better term, she doesn't necessarily need any athleticism. She's so long that, like, mm-hmm. she doesn't even need to jump off the floor. She can block everybody. She can grab every rebound without, you know, really exerting any. Much effort? Yeah, just a lot of effort. She just is yeah. – is, yeah, which helps her get back down different. on the other side yeah, of the I mean, court and get in position. And she, she had a super dependable mid-range game this year. Surprisingly, too. because her shot does not look good, I will say that. But it it goes in, and that's what matters. Right, right. You can have the ugliest shot in the world, and it doesn't right. matter if you're hitting it. And yeah. she's she was hitting all year. She really like that baseline, like mid-range kind of area. Like she was consistent, dude. So that easily biggest surprise. Let's go biggest disappointment. So instead of saying, like, a certain player was disappointing because there really wasn't anybody that I was just like, why? Like, I... <laughs> I got feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the three-point shooting, I think, for me, was just awful. Like, I, I... Not awful, but I did some digging. Sam Johnston and Natalia from Missouri are the only two players that shot over 93s in 30 games. So that's three attempts per game. Nobody else, Nobody else hit that mark. In their 12 losses, uh, Johnston, her three-point percentage went from 34% to 28% in the losses. Uh, Oka, Missouri went from like 38% down to 24%. So in their losses, both those players shot poorly from three. And it's not saying that they lost the games because of them, but it's just pointing to the fact that they didn't have anybody else who could shoot the three-point ball. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's that's not like casting blame or saying Sam or Natalia were disappointing. No, Sam not at all. hardly played last year at all, and she not only improved a ton over the summer, but she became a starter, yeah. right? Um, Natalia, same thing. We didn't even have her all. Like, she came in weeks. after the season started. So um, it, it would be interesting to see what she could do with this team after, you know, actually having, like, a summer camp with them and playing with them. Um, but, yeah. Beyond those two, there was no one that was a dependable shooter. Yeah. I think the frustration lies in that I don't want to say that they couldn't shoot it. They just wouldn't shoot it, yeah. right? Because we saw Sharita and Dela both have really good games shooting the ball. It just felt like they were hesitant to pull the trigger. And I I don't know if I want to fully commit to that being a bad thing, right? Because we kind of saw with the men's team, like – when we didn't make any threes and obviously there was a lot more things that went wrong and we just weren't there. But when we weren't making any threes, we had zero chance of being in the game. Right. And I feel like even when the women were losing, 
you know, it wasn't necessarily because they weren't making threes. I feel like there were other things going on. And when they were winning, it wasn't necessarily because yeah. they were making threes. Right. right. Tracy doesn't have this team live and die by the three. She has a lot of other things going well. But with that being said, the game is just clearly moving to a place where you need three point shooting. You have to shoot the three. You need ball. more than two. Yeah, you, you need, need more, more than, than two. two. That will exactly. at least attempt them, right? Because they're good enough shooters, they're good enough players to, you know, eventually they're going to start making them. Like, you just have to be willing to attempt them yeah. easily. To segue into my dis- okay. biggest oh, disappointments, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? There's two things. Number one that goes along with you know the lack of three point shooting was this freshman class was yes so disappointing. Yeah, at least for me. No, easily. I um, mean, only one player played significant minutes, and yeah. then she got hurt. Yeah, Aisha, who could have been that third shooter, she was, and yeah, until and then she, went down. she got hurt, and you know she's out for the year. We don't know what shape she'll be like coming back. And then you have Ammo Maxwell, who never saw the floor, was basically billed as like the best shooter in the league the second she walks on the floor, and she couldn't earn any playing time. I mean, and th- they weren't the only two freshmen, but the the two that you know could have been that other shooter, mm. they weren't. And then you know Emily, Emily Kolstad, who had an amazing, uh, had to have had at least I don't know for sure, but had to have had an amazing opportunity to play when we were losing posts left and right. Like it's not like we had anyone really behind Lizzie and Dari, yeah, you know. And so, and, and she never got any earned any playing time, so. This this freshman class that our our old sports editor Kelton Jacobson was so excited about. Oh, easily. I it couldn't have been more. It was easy to see the potential, definitely. But yeah, I mean, right? They, they come in. No, no, I'm with you. I just like that you threw a little jab into <laughs> Kelton there. Well, that's the thing. He made me drink the Kool Aid on it. Right, right. That dude. Would the reason find, you were excited was because Kelton. Was it, that Kelton. dude would find like like grainy Max Preps footage of. <laughs> girls basketball in like Alaska and be like, see, we need this girl. And I'd be like, all right, text Tracy, let her know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the freshman class was extremely disappointing. And then in that same vein, um, I'm not going to say the f- sophomore class was disappointing because Sam and Dayla were both amazing. They were so good. But uh, we should have had, if I mean, in another timeline when – Things work out differently. Yeah. We, we would have had more depth at the forward position. We have the most talented post play in, in the conference with yeah. Piper Thornberry and Kinsley Barrington down there together. Like, right. those two should have been the best post duo in the Big Sky than the WAC for four straight years. Mm. And like, No, I'm with you. COVID freshman year, sophomore, junior, senior years. They, they, could, they have the talent to be the best combo. And... For whatever reason, it didn't work out for them here at SUU. And as a fan, that's super disappointing because if you have the best posts, yeah. you're going to be going far every like single Idaho year. Idaho who beat well, us. Exactly. And that's that's what I almost put instead of the three-point three point shooting. Not necessarily those two players being gone, but just the fact that, like you said, behind Lizzie and Dari, they literally, I mean, they moved 5'9 Lex Lord from guard to forward because they had nobody else. Like... It, it was it was frustrating, but mm-hmm. speaking of Dari, though, that's that's my season MVP, man. I mean, she was just so dependable over the last month. She was great. She was awesome. She was almost a walking double-double. I mean, she averaged, I think, 11 and 8 on the season, and she was so, so good, and 
at times, especially in the tournament, in their tournament game, she was really the only player that was that was hitting. So shout yeah, out to and, Dari. Yeah, and it's it's impressive too because we saw how good she could have been her freshman year, mm-hmm. and then sophomore year. Yeah, and then kind of had a little bit of a slump, right? And we were kind of wondering, you know, what is she going to be able to give us after having a down year? And then she comes out and was just phenomenal. Played really, really well and and looked, you know, more like her old self that we saw at the very beginning of her career here at SUU. And it was – it's just impressive, right? Anytime you have a down year, it's easy to, to say, you know, maybe I don't even want to play basketball anymore, right? But she yeah. stuck to it. She came out and – and was really, really impressive all year. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super impressed by Daria in this season that she had. And to go out, you know, like a champ. My, uh, I would say my my MVP is a little more unorthodox in the sense of like, yeah, Daria led us in points and rebounds. Yeah. Um, as the season went on, I felt like our best and most dependable player was Dela Bellina. Dude. And this is insane. something that like, to the point where it's like, yeah, Lizzie went from – six minutes or like you know like 10 minutes played across six games, games versus starting almost every game and like amazing how much she improved but also like Dela was she got tons of, she got time last year and we expected her to play this year don't get me wrong but like after watching them play this summer I'm like okay Sharita's ahead of her Aisha might be ahead of her yep this girl from Georgia apparently shoots a million percent from three so she might be ahead of her you know and as the season went on, Dela just kept getting better and better and better and better to and the it point was where so fun to see. Yeah, like, like you could visibly you go to every single game, especially where they had like that month where they didn't play at home. Yeah, you they come back after that road stretch, and it's like we had a brand new Dela. Yeah, you could see it like week to week, and it was so fun to watch. Yeah, and I don't know if we ever lost a game that Dela played well in, mm-hmm. like. The, the team just kind of started following her and matching her energy to the point where I'm like, gosh, headed into next season, that's probably our best player. Oh, easily. I mean, she, by the end of the year, I believe she still led the team in assists, um, even though I don't think she started out starting. And then, yeah, her and Sam, like you said, they should be together for the next three, four years. So that's going to be so good for us as we uh, transition to the WAC. And I'm – I. I'm not sure, like, what exactly is going on in terms of, like, transferring or, yeah. you know, eligibility is still so weird with the COVID stuff. I'm, like, 99% certain Sharita's coming back next year. Yeah. I mean, uh, senior night, Dari was the only player that we honored, so. Yeah. I mean, we can go off of that, but also we honored John and Dre last year. Right. But the fact right. that we didn't honor right. Sharita's I mean, she has three more years of eligibility. <laughs> <laughs> that means we'll honor her next year, and she'll come back. <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited. This is going to be a, a fun team next year. It's going to be a good team. They've got a, just an awesome crew coming in. Oh, yeah. For their incoming freshmen, you know that they're going to have a, a handful of scholarships ready for the transfer portal, hopefully bring in some some, some more post help. So. With, with everything that happened this season off the court, it feels like this season was a huge win. Yeah, well, it feels like it can just only go up next season, right? Because yeah. of how ridiculous yeah. things were off the court for this team and they were still successful. Like, if they don't have any of that next year, like, I mean, this team is going to be – it's going to be fun to watch. No, it's going to be so much fun. And it's like 
our coaching staff is like hitting their stride as well because yeah. you look back at the last few years the roster like you can't necessarily say that this team is more talented than former teams or this team has more experience than former teams but they keep winning more and more and more and yeah. keep putting themselves in better positions like it's it's really exciting to see right now it's it feels like very similarly to when the the you know light kind of switched on for Todd and his crew and everyone was like oh my gosh this is a this is a group that we should be really excited about it's the same thing women's basketball right now we should be really excited about what they're doing as we move to the WAC next year uh SU women's basketball should be towards the top of the WAC so oh this team could very re- like not even exactly. being a homer <laughs> yeah exaggerating this team could absolutely be dancing next year and that is that's so exciting. exciting. So uh that's it for this week's episode of the Thundercast. Uh tune in next Tuesday and we'll have an update on the basketball classic. Uh we'll spend a little more time talking about softball next week too, so stay tuned.